I'm Dan O'Donnell. Welcome to The Difference, a podcast about politics, economics, and the impact on your bottom line. I'm joined as I am each and every week by the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, Dave Spano. And this week, Dave, uh, history being made. We're taping this on Monday. What's that? April 3rd. Tomorrow, April 4th, President Trump, the former president of the United States, will be arraigned on criminal charges the first time in American history that a former president has faced criminal charges. And pardon the pun, but this feels about as trumped up as it could possibly be. And the the metaphor that I keep hearing, and I think it is apt, is crossing the Rubicon mm-hmm. with the weaponization of political prosecution as a tool. Because this is obviously timed towards the start of the 2024 presidential election cycle. This is a case that clearly could have been brought 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. The fact that it's just being brought now, I think, is rubbing a lot of people, conservatives and liberals alike, the wrong way. I agree with that. And there's a couple of things. Number one, as we said, it's tomorrow and we don't really know what is in this indictment. So, I mean, if you want to be level minded, you could say, let's take a look at what's in it. And if it's a bunch of baloney, right, then hopefully there's a level minded, fair judge who will say this doesn't deserve to hear, to see the court, right, and get thrown out. If that's not the case, it is going to suck all the air out of the room for certain, you know, for a long time. And, of course, the question becomes, what does that do to not only politics, but what does it do to the economics? And that, I think, is a good conversation because, as we always talk about, Dan, these two are connected in the short mm-hmm. term, no doubt about it. So I would say... If we want to be level-minded, and I try to do that as we manage a lot of money, I'd like to see what's in there to say, why would you do this now after a number of people passed, and why would you, as a state prosecutor, bring a federal crime? I just, I'm confused on what's coming tomorrow. Well, we're hearing that it's a 34-count indictment. In fact, as we speak right now, we're recording this to get even more specific for you at 11.21 a.m. on Monday. We are seeing the line of black SUVs as President Trump is leaving Mar-a-Lago and heading for New York City. This is live on every cable news channel. I'm not going to lie, it looks an awful lot like a funeral procession, (laughs) and It certainly doesn't feel like a funeral procession for President Trump's political career. If anything, I think this catapults him in the minds, at least again in the short term, to the absolute forefront. And and there was and still is a significant conservative movement behind Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis. But Trump, in the minds of many conservatives, being persecuted, not prosecuted, I think is solidifying their support. They're reminded of why they're supporting him. And now we're seeing the shot of Trump Force One. This is all, I was not old enough, obviously, to live through the Richard Nixon thing, but this is very reminiscent of Nixon leaving the White House. And I, I, unfortunately, I am, and I remember him sitting on the airplane and uh, as he left. Let me suggest that there's something sinister, that this is what the counterparty uh, to Trump wants. They want him mm-hmm. to be in the front because they want him to run because they think they can beat him in a general election. That this will catapult him 
And you can see the spread between Trump and DeSantis uh, in the polling. And, of course, if that's the case, that puts him in the forefront. However, they think, and I'm not picking a side here, <laughs> you can, that means that he can't win in a general election, and this is right you know, down the sinister line. I heard that suggested on the Sunday morning talk shows by somebody who has a lot of standing. Well, and this is uh, actually, I don't know if you're talking about Chuck Todd, uh, but he basically said the quiet part out loud, and that's exactly what you said, that the timing of this makes it impossible. And it's not necessarily that, well, it's going to definitely turn a lot of Republican voters back on to Trump, although it probably does have that effect, but that the nonstop coverage, what are we all doing right now? Yeah, every news network is covering every move of Donald Trump, right? It's just not going to allow Ron DeSantis or Mike Pence or Nikki Haley or Asa Hutchinson declared his candidacy for the presidency on Sunday. And nobody seemed to notice because I had to be reminded who Asa Hutchinson was. Yep. Uh, but it's just going to deprive all of them of political oxygen. They're right. just not going to get the coverage. Everything is going to be dominated by Trump. Yeah, it's he's going to suck all the air out of the room. And at the same time, let's think about this. The Fed themselves are suggesting that we are going to have negative GDP for two or three quarters. That obviously, they can't get around that definition of a recession like like last time, okay? Earnings are declining. The interest rate curve is inverted. Banks are under pressure. Saudi and Chinese are, are tying their relationship together. There is an awful lot of negative news that's happening domestically and internationally that won't be covered because a guy... Mm -hmm. named the Teflon Don, is going to be sucking all the oxygen out of the room. And at the same time, we can talk about what's happening with energy. On this very day, we have oil stocks going up substantially because the Saudis themselves have cut back production at the same time as we're going into driving season. At the same time that the Strategic Petroleum Reserve has been taken down to 50-year lows and has to be refilled. President Biden said he wanted to refill it under $70 a barrel. It got there. That ship might have sailed already. So what does this mean, at least in the short term, for oil prices? Because we're just about to reach, what, two months? The summer driving season, yep. obviously, uh, end of May, Memorial Day weekend through Labor Day is, is when people tend to drive the most, taking road trips and summer vacations and so forth. Um, what is this likely going to mean? Well, if, is, if, well let me just say, if the economy, yeah, yeah. if some of these... Uh, economists are correct. They're talking about a hundred to a hundred and ten dollars a barrel. Well, that's you know that's twenty percent or more, twenty five percent higher than where we are are right now. And if you just extrapolate that out to gas prices, that in uh, economic terms will suck. And so you know that that's not good. And at the same time, remember. That's uh, part of inflation as well. So the Fed wants to fight inflation. They are making progress. They have sucked a lot of the M2 supply out of the economy, and it is headed lower, right? Since you're having a banking crisis. So they've got to put money back in, and inflation's going up. It's a complicated scenario. Yeah, it certainly is. And, and that's why to help you through complicated scenarios like this, we always encourage you to get a checkup, to, to make sure that your portfolio is meeting the moment. 
and we possibly stand at a precipice. Boy, it, it just seems, Dave, like on every front, we're sort of staring into the abyss. I mean, we've got unprecedented uh, political machinations with this prosecution. We've got the potential for what the Fed is now acknowledging is almost certain to be a longer uh, recession than it had hoped. And now you've got the potential for higher gas prices really exacerbating that as people are just forced with inflation to pull back even further on their spending. Uh, none of this seems good. But what we do know is that you need to work with someone who's working with and for you as a fee-only fiduciary. And you head to AnnexWealth.com. Go over your portfolio, review it, get that free wealth metric. Am I being a little too much of a doomsayer here or is 2023 looking like it's going to be particularly bad? Well, I would say that there are a number of people. So if you look at the S&P 500 and you think about it as a cone, we're at around 4,100 on the S&P 500. You know, where it was, where was its high peak, its high watermark was around 4,800, got down to 35, 3,600. So we're kind of in the middle of that cone. So you think about your dispersion. High as 48, as low as, as 35, if it goes back and, and retouches, it's low. So that's kind of the cone that we would work in. And you would say, all right, in the long term, two, three, four years, will it go and, and retouch its high? Probably. Could it go down and retest a low? Likely. And so you go and you work within that cone. You know, you talk about what's happening with politics and everything. I was watching some of these shows. It was like they were sitting around at a book club giggling about what was happening and saying that, oh, man, our news cycle, we're going to be so busy over the next number of months. So I mean, part and parcel of this, Dan, is the media just pours gasoline all over these cases. You know, politics and economics certainly are coming together. I would, if I'm listening to this, expand your time frame. Because it's going to be volatile until the election, unfortunately, of November of 24. Think about that. And so uh, we've got a ways to go. You know, a word that hasn't been put out and it might come out is during this debt conversation and this deficit conversation is the word austerity. You talked about individuals having to cut back. Maybe the government is going to have to plug in the term austerity back in, you know, in, in the political and economic policies that we something that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. And I guess the question that I've got to ask is, how do you plan for that? I mean, you yeah. know, it's obviously almost an impossible thing. You know, I don't want you to predict the future here, but how do you best take advantage, especially if you're someone, I mean, the, the people I can't stop thinking about, Dave, are those who are contemplating retirement, yep. right? Those who are coming to the end of the working life, they want to, they desperately want to enjoy the good life, right? I'm 41 years old. I'm already looking forward to retirement in what's looking like probably 35, 40 years. Um, <laughs> but you know, now, obviously, people are living far longer than they ever have before. And if you're on a fixed income and you're having inflation taking an ever bigger bite and you're staring at the potential of your investments being worth a fraction of what they were, what do you do? All right, there's there's two thoughts. And I I was just telling Danny before, before we started, I've been a certified financial planner for 34 years now, right? And there's there's something that hasn't changed. A wealth management firm does 
two things. Number one is they create the plan. And when you create the plan, you stress test that plan. And so whatever, pick your number. Let's just for this conversation say there's a million dollars and you're going to need to take some income out of that million dollars. So you stress test that and you go, okay, if it goes down to $800,000, what does that look like? If it goes up from there, obviously all the better. That's the first thing is get the plan, stress test the plan, make sure when you're going to take it, how you're going to take it, what levels of income. Number two, when you talk about people who need income who are near retirement, we do this thing, and we didn't invent it. It was, it was invented you know, 30, 40 years ago called the bucket theory. So take you know, two years, say of this million dollars, take two years worth, whatever that is. Let's just say it's $2,000 a month to make up a number, $24,000 a year times two, 48 grand. Put that in a bucket. And a short-term bucket, when you know money markets are now paying you know four yeah. percent, and leave it there, okay. And therefore, you can go through the next two years with this volatility. Then you go to a middle a middle bucket, and you start to build it out with some income. And then you take that last bucket, and you do that for growth, and that's a three to five year bucket. Those two things that we, Dan we have been doing, you know, for nearly forty years now. So go make sure that you have a financial plan from a fee only fiduciary. Somebody who's a certified financial planner, but fee-only fiduciary is a key term. And then number two, make sure that the bucket theory is in place and that you've hired someone who has a core competency of investment planning, not just insurance planning. Yeah. You want someone who basically has been through this before. And I do hope you're aware of how much you aged yourself when I say I'm 41 years old and you say, I've been doing this for 34 <laughs> years. I'm kind of giggling to myself. I I'm hate like, 38 I years. you have. 86. What year were you, Wait, you it born? Was 38 years? Yeah, I started I was born 86. in 81. Yeah, okay. I was born in 81. So I'm turning, thir- I'm turning 32. I wish I was turning 32. I'm turning 42 in July. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when I was in I'm, I'm in the November of my years. You're, uh, you're getting just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm... I'm about to make if, if on this great golf course of life. I'm probably at the turn. Yeah. You're you're, yeah, back you're nine. Just slightly ahead of. Oh yeah, no, I'm back, back nine, nine, baby. Oh no, I'm you're back. Ba- nine. Well, you're definitely back nine. You're you're only on like the eleventh. I'm hole, looking though. for I'm looking for the cart girl for sure. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we do appreciate we we appreciate the old man's uh, experience here because it, I, I kid, I obviously tease Dave a, a lot, but having someone who is weathered storms like the one we're sort of staring at right now is so important. And that's why you and your team, I just, I recommend so highly because you guys and gals have been there before. You know what to do. Again, the website is AnnexWealth.com. For Dave Spano, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, I'm Dan O'Donnell. Thanks so much for listening to The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.